Hello everyone, welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel. Here we share stories from women around the world sharing their story about how they were able to dream with unlimited possibilities and create their own success. Today, we have the ultimate pleasure of speaking with Ms. Jenny Ramirez, who is a multipreneur, which means that she has many businesses of her own. So we are so interested and excited to get into her story of how she was able to create her own, own success over and over and over again. So hi, Jenny, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Maya, how are you? I'm great, I'm great. So we wanna just go ahead and open up the floor for you to introduce yourself to the audience and let them know a little bit about yourself and what you do. Of course, thank you. And thank you so much for having me on board. So my name is Jenny Ramirez. I'm actually Latina, but I'm half Asian as well. I'm Peruvian and Japanese. I'm 20 wow. young. Yeah. <laughs> Exotic. <laughs> I love it. Everybody always gets surprised. It's like, but you have curly hair, but then you have Asian <laughs> eyes. What's going on here? So, super exciting every time I get to explain that part. Um, you know, I started actually a business this year, the beginning of the year called She Alpha Co. And I started that business on the mission to really help empower women um, to learn a little bit more about the business without actually throwing themselves into business with a bunch of questions. You know, I think us mm -hmm. as women don't have a lot of that support. And I think it's so important to be able to empower other women. Um, but before jumping into that journey, I actually left my corporate career um, back in 2019. And I decided that, you know, I wanted to do things on my own. You know, I had so many capacities capabilities. I had learned so much, but I felt like I was limited. You know, nobody wanted to give me the chance to be able to flourish the way that I wanted to, because we were so restricted in doing all of that. Um, so I kind of became a coach. Um, I helped women with figuring different things out in corporate. Then I kind of started working with different business and individuals. Since then, I've also done modeling. I've gone into wow, yes. yeah, <laughs> like, you know what, we can do this. Yes. Hey, multiple streams of income. That is the new version of success. You got to do it. Like, it's not just one thing. Like, you, you're able to do multiple things. And that, I'm so glad you're on here today because it's like, we're always, I guess, like, society in a sense was like, okay, like, you got to choose one lane and you got to stick to it. Stick to that one job and just make yourself good at it. And that's all you need to do for the rest of your life. But it's like, oh my God, I have this conflict where I want to do this. I like to do this. I like to do this. But like, they're telling me to just choose one. It's just like going to the store and finding a pair of shoes and you like this color and this color. Why not get both? <laughs> Why do you have to choose one? You know, and I think it's the same thing with our cultures too. I mean, if you think about it, I come from a very strong Latino community where, you know, my mom growing up, she always used to say, okay, so are you going to do law? Are you planning to be a doctor or what's happening here? You know, how are we going to structure this? And I'm like, but I don't want to do that. I want to do so many things. I want to dance. I want to paint. I want mm -hmm. to learn about numbers. And she's like, yeah, but if you're going to be successful, you really have to pick one. You don't have to, you know, I had to learn no. the hard way. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like, oh my God, like, you know, you want to do so much like, for instance, I remember, um, you know, the magnet programs that they have or the selection programs when you have when you're going to like high school or middle school or something. And I was like, wow, I love to sing. I love to act. I love to do all of this. But I also love science and I love health and I love, you know, I want to be a doctor, too. And I was like, oh, why do I have to choose which program that I want to go into? Like, that's it's really not fair. <laughs> 
So I know that you were, um, you know, your parents, your mom was at you like, okay, you need to pick one thing to be success successful. How did you shift your mindset to say, you know what, I can do everything that I want to do and everything that I desire and still be successful at multiple things? You know, I think to answer that question, I really do have to tell you that it took a really long time. It wasn't easy. I don't think anybody or any of us get to this point, you know, just on demand. We have to go through life experiences and have to hit really low bottoms to really get to that point and say, you know what, who am I really doing this for? And mm -hmm. is this something that I really want to do the rest of my life? How can I find myself within my purpose without, you know, feeling like I'm always disappointing people? Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you have to find yourself. You kind of sometimes have to hit rock bottom to really get to that point and say, you know what, I'm doing all of this, but it's not for me. I'm doing it for everybody else. I'm doing it to satisfy, you know, their idea of what happiness is supposed to be like. And that's what it was for me. Mm -hmm. I reached one point where I wasn't happy anymore. You know, I was, yeah, making the six figure job. Yeah. I was going to work every day. I had my house. I had, um, you know, a dog, I had a husband, um, and I was traveling once or twice a year. And that's what people see as the ideal. Oh, you know, I made it, you know, this is the dream. Right. But I was so miserable. I don't want to do that anymore, you know? And then through that is when I really started figuring out that I was like, why am I depressed? Why do I have right. all these things? And I'm depressed you know? So then I started kind of veering out of that mindset, learning a little bit more, reading more books, connecting with different people, started going to different networking events, um, started expanding my circles to really learn more about what others were doing, you know, what was really making them happy, joining different nonprofit organizations. So to be honest with you, I went through a phase where all I wanted to do was try a bunch of different things. And that's exactly yeah, what I, mean, I did. I mean, it's important. It's like, okay, so for instance, we go to college and we're like, okay, this is the major that I'm going to choose. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just like stick with that path once you choose it, because it's like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what people say is what success is. It, I mean, we have the typical ones, the doctor, the lawyer, a nurse, an engineer, so forth and so on. But it's like, you haven't explored anything. You haven't tried anything. You haven't explored your craft. You haven't explored what you actually like to do. I mean, there's some people that they absolutely know what they want to do and props to them because I can tell you, like, I was so dead set on being a doctor. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute, like, I want this kind of lifestyle. And I think that's going to be kind of stressful. And do I really want that? Like, you know, you just got to start questioning things and think on like the future tense and what you want in your life. So I think that's so important. Like a lot of people are scared to explore. And like, I applaud you for that because, you know, taking that leap, being uncomfortable with, I mean, being comfortable with being uncomfortable is so important. So congrats on that in itself. It's one of the hardest things to do. I think a lot of people don't get to that point until they're like, you know, pushed and shoved into the wall and it's like okay I have no choice I have to try something right. different so right or you have the individuals who wait till they're like 40 or 50 and they're retired and now they want to say oh I want to try a business venture since I've worked in corporate for like 50 something or 30 years or so and it's like wow like you could have took that leap before and seen results so much easier and I think that's really important in this day and age where I'm excited to see so many 
so many people just taking that leap, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think it's a change in society in itself. Um, so what would you say was one of your main inspirations for, I mean, you have multiple businesses, so let's pick your favorite one. And let's say, what was your main inspiration for it? <laughs> I would say, honestly, Shiafa. I have done a couple different things in the market. And I have learned a little bit about everything, honestly, because I just jump into knowledge. I want to learn as much as I can. I feel like if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're not in the right circle. You know, you have Definitely to not. hear from people. Um, but I think right now my favorite business is Shiafa Co. Um, and I'll tell you a story. You know, when I was in corporate, it was one of those things where I had to constantly prove myself as a woman. I had to constantly do different things, go above and beyond. You know, if I was scheduled to work 40 hours and I would work 60. If I was to do one project, <laughs> then I would do five. If I was supposed to be in leadership of one group, then I would take leadership of three. You know, so it was one of those things where you have to constantly prove yourself, prove yourself because you're a woman and, and I'm a minority as well. But at the same token, when I started She Alpha, I decided that I wanted to make that company genuinely to help women be inspired by other women individuals, you know, such as yourself, of course, and other entrepreneurs and other businesswomen, whether they're in corporate or in other fields, just get comfortable with the idea that, hey, just because I'm a woman does not mean that I am incapable of doing what mm -hmm. I want in life you know being able to provide those resources the education being able to collaborate with different businesses and teach about different things to me that has been like my driven motivator every day i wake up and i wake up happy because i know what i'm going for i know what i'm aiming right. so it's right. exciting right no like i definitely understand and i think um even as women we have to empower and encourage each other because i'll tell you a story um when I first got out of college and I graduated, I was like, okay, like I need some money to start up my first business, which was my fitness athletic um, and accessories line. So I was like, okay, I need some money to just fund this. So let me go get a job. So I went to like a staffing agency just so they can find me a job. And I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I have. You know, my, my parents are entrepreneurs. Um, they've literally been training me since I don't even know, probably out the womb. <laughs> But like, I've built up my skill set and it shows here. And because of my age, um, the lady who was like helping me, she was like, oh, well, you know, you probably won't be able to get anything like that. Yeah, I, I see what you have on your resume, but you know, you won't, you still won't be able to get anything like that. It's like, as a woman, we're supposed to be encouraging and empowering each other. And how are you going to tell me that I'm worth or valued less than what you actually see me as. So we have to encourage and empower each other to understand our value and act upon that value and don't take anything less because we can't continue to do that because we're going to keep falling behind. Exactly. There's never going to be equality for women if we continue to take that stance. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important to, um, to empower women to, you know, have it mutually and empower each other so I think this is very important like speaking to women and just sharing sharing words of encouragement and empowerment to each other is very important I think absolutely and words matter you know I think that that's a very valid point too because every time you talk to another woman you know whether they're doing really great or you know kind of on the path to finding their greatness words matter when somebody tells you something as simple as you got this or you can mm -hmm. do this 
or you know keep going or maybe gain more experience in this area that gives you that drive where you're like oh my god yes i want to continue to do that i want to achieve mm -hmm. that you know whereas but you have you're right there's some women out there that kind of like have that mindset that we're in competition and we're not mm -hmm. We're There's not. Everybody up Listen, there. Listen, I guarantee you, most girls on Instagram, when they post a picture and they have a girl coming like, yes, girl, okay, you slayed that. <laughs> it means so much more than a guy coming and putting some heart eyes or some whatever on, on your picture. It means yeah. so much more. So, like, I feel like we desire, like, for women to just uplift each other. Like, it's it's inevitable. Like we have to do it in order to get to where we need to be. Like we need to stand together instead of being in competition with each other, just empowering and uplifting each other is the goal. It's the main goal. Yeah. We shouldn't be divided. This is the time for us women to stand together and really, you know, go through that together and say, Hey, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to keep going. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep dreaming. We're going to keep doing this. So it's mm -hmm. exciting. So let's say, um, you're, you know, just starting, looking for jobs, trying to get into the corporate world. How would you have changed anything from back then to now? Would you have done something that you've done now with the information that you have? Like, how would it be different for you if you had the mindset that you have now? I'm, I'm going to tell you two words, and they're very funny because I use this with my friend all, all the time. And I say, you know what? Wake up. Wake <laughs> up. Because here's the thing, you know, when I got into corporate, learning everything that I did, I did not think about things the way that I think about them now. And that's because mm -hmm. now what I do is I take the time and learn the markets backwards. So what mm -hmm. do I do? I pretend to be a client or a consumer and I obtain as much knowledge as I can. If I have to sit here and make 30 calls to a business or a corporation to find out how they operate, how much they pay, you know, what they're doing, how they're expanding business, then I do that. Mm -hmm. I take the time to do that. So if there's right. one thing that I could tell my old self would be do your research and don't slack off on that because you have to wake up to the reality that if this is the future that you're going to look into going into, mm -hmm. then you really have to understand what you're getting yourself into. You know, right. I don't think that we do that coming out of college. You know, they kind of hand us the education. They say, okay, here's your degree. You know, I was right. in finance, by the way. So I was in finance. I got my degree in finance. And they were like, okay, what are you going to do with it now? Because now you have student loans to pay back, you know? So, right. but I was already in corporate by then. I had already gotten my foot in the door. I was working my way up. And once I was finally in corporate and I had my degree and I'm like, okay, I'm holding this degree. And I'm like, okay, so where do I go from here? And it's like, oh, no, well, that's just a piece of paper. You needed to get ahead, but, you know, you still have to do the same things you have to do. So I'm no, like, no, definitely. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I paid $40,000, $50,000 for what, you know? So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's And it's, you know, I've learned the hard way that I've learned things outside of school that are so fundamental for my businesses now that mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I don't really know what I obtained by getting that degree because I'm not in finance anymore. You know, <laughs> I really like numbers to begin with like that. So uh -huh. it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. So learn things backwards and wake up, mm -hmm. do your research. Do your right. research. And I think that's really important um, to research um, what you want to do. But I also think it's super important to research yourself. And a lot of people don't do that, and I, especially at a younger age, because it's like we don't research our thoughts, our feelings, and 
get to know exactly who we are, exactly what we want to do, what is our purpose in this world. I mean, we still have people who are older who still don't understand what their purpose is in this world because they haven't sat and took the time to explore and understand themselves and get to know, you know, what is it that I really enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I've sat here and I've gone to this job every day, um, did what I had to do for 30 plus years. And I still really don't know if that was really what I was meant to do here on this earth, you know? Um, what, what, am, what is my purpose? You know, there's people who are still trying to find it. And I think their important part is researching yourself. Like you have to sit here and try things. You have to sit here and say, wow, what did I really enjoy as a kid? Or what is something that I've done that, you know, I could do every single day and it would literally not bother me or make me feel like I'm actually doing work. I think that's super important. Yeah, I think exploration, you know, that's key. That's one of the things that you mentioned. If you don't explore your options, if you don't explore the things that interest you, you'll never know what your passion is supposed to really be. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that for a lot of people and me, myself included, it took me a really long time to get here. And I say that because I've been, you know, I started working at a very young age and I kind of jumped from job to job you know, all the way to building to corporate. And then I, you know, once I got my degree, I was also in the military. And um, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I hit, when I hit that point, I'm like, what is it that I like to do? What do I want to do? You know, why am I so unhappy? So um, I think that's what it is. You have to explore. You have to be willing to be open to the possibilities that there's more than one option for you. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know more about where was your mindset in a space of when you were, you know, just in that working, working drive force mode. So what were you thinking in that time to say, you know, I just got to just get to this job. I just got to do this to be successful. Or what was, what was your thinking process in that time? I would wake up every day and I had a schedule. So I would wake up every day, five o'clock in the morning, you know, uh, work out a little bit, prep, read a book go to work. And then on the way to work, there was a point of time where I started listening to meditation music on my way to work. That was a clear indicator for me that there was something wrong. Okay. <laughs> Cause I love all kinds of music, but suddenly I was listening to meditation music in the morning. Trying to relax. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, why do I need to relax before I even get to work? What is going on? You know? And then I would get to work and then there was listen, I would leave work with 5 million things to do and I would come to work with 10 more to do, you know? So mm-hmm. it was never an ending cycle. And I would go, I would sit on calls. I would talk to different people, send different reports. And then I just found myself doing the same thing over and over again. And then I caught myself looking forward to lunch and then looking forward to breaks and then looking forward to, you know, five o'clock and then looking forward to the weekends. And I'm like, if I'm this excited about Fridays, there's something seriously wrong with what I'm doing, you know? So yeah, my mindset was every day before I got to that period, it was like, oh, I'm so excited. You know, yeah, I'm gonna maybe get a promotion or maybe go for this next role and then this Mm -hmm. next role, you know? And it's a a cyclical cycle, to be honest with you, because we Mm -hmm. get caught up in the world where we're just looking for, you know, validation in other places, whether it's more Mm -hmm. money, more promotion, more races, more people that you have to manage, but it's continuous. It never ends. When is the end line? You know, when is the end line and when am I going to need or feel that satisfaction that says, okay, I'm good here. You know, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I don't right. think I can get to that. And that's when I was like, okay, something's wrong, you know? So I'm here now. Right. And 
I wouldn't do anything else different. <laughs> no, definitely. I think everyone needs to evaluate their own um, version of success or what they define success as because I think society has put this general term on success for us when everybody's version of success is not the same. And, you know, even Instagram, you know, plays its part in it too, because you see people doing this, flashing cars, flashing money, all of that, all of that stuff. And you have to know what you want to do. What makes you happy? Is that going to make you happy to buy every car on the lot? Or is it going to make you happy to be doing something that makes a difference. So I think everyone needs to evaluate what their definition of success is, and it'll make their journey a little bit easier because they won't be comparing themselves to someone else when they're like, okay, no, this is me. This is my lane. I'm going to stay in it. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that's important. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you there. It's so important. I think it's, you're right. It's about exploration, really taking a look mm -hmm. at yourself, going back to those places where you're like, what genuinely makes me happy? And how can I do this? And if I am mm -hmm. scared, then why am I scared? Let me jump into it, figure out if I like it. And if not, move on to the next thing. But right. So I want to talk a little bit about your modeling career, because I know that, you know, the society is just like, you want to pursue a career in the arts. Are you crazy? Like, yeah. that's yeah. a one in a lifetime thing. You better just wait till someone comes and grabs you from your job to do that. Don't sit there and pursue that and put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> so how are you able to say, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to like pursue this because this is what I want to do. This is one of, the one of the many things that I want to pursue. So I'm just going to do it. How did you get into that mindset? Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. That's not how it happened. It did not fall in line for me like that. I was in a very bad place at the time. Um, I was not in the right mindset. I was actually mm -hmm. overweight for a while. Um, and then I decided to start going to um, nonprofit organizations for women that didn't really have, you know, the emotional support that they needed because they had experienced sexual trauma or mm -hmm. in some sort of way. And they were trying to find and seek jobs, but they needed professional headshots. Um, mm -hmm. So what I did is because I was partnering with them, and this was actually through my employer at the time, by the way, I was still in corporate and um, I went to go volunteer. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love with their program, you know, learning about what they were doing for this one. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing that you guys are giving back. So I decided to then explore and call the agencies, you know, the modeling agencies. I'm like, listen, um, I'm trying to help a nonprofit organization and I'm trying to figure out how you guys position yourself. You know, how do you model? I was wondering if I can talk to some of the models. So then at that point, I started exploring and talking to different agencies, learning how to position myself. Um, learning how to take proper photos. And then I took it back to that nonprofit organizations. I partnered with some local photographers that were willing to do these free headshots. And mm -hmm. that's how it happened. One day I got, you know, one of the photographers like, hey, just get in front of the camera. Let's see how you look in camera. I was losing <laughs> weight by then because I had pushed myself to like exercise and work out. The picture was taken and I was published in the magazine. And then it went wow. there. So from there, you know, I just kind of started learning a little bit more about the market and I'm like, okay, but I'm kind of short, you know, I'm only 4'11". What can I really do in modeling here? Listen, so, um, modeling has no definition on it now because <laughs> they, they're a model, like there's gigs for everybody. 
I don't care how short, how tall, how skinny, how thick you are. Everybody, there's a place for you. So don't discriminate just because you feel like you don't fit the skinny fatigue. Like, no, there's a place for you. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and that's another thing, too. I didn't want to fall into the so-called Instagram models uh, hype that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, taking either nudes or very, like, low-cut pictures and showing yeah. everything. And I'm like, I really want to understand the industry. I want to know what I'm getting into. And this is that part when I told you, I'm like, you know, understand it backwards. You know, reach out to the agencies, reach out to the photographers, how, find out how to get paid, find out how the market works. Um, and then once my second uh, publishing came out with a magazine, at that point, you know, I was negotiating deals on the phone, whether it came with influencer or it was on the modeling agency. They were sending me to castings and I started getting paid gigs and it kind of just went from there. You know, it's not one of those things that um, has made me happy long-term because mm-hmm. I know when I started doing this, it was for a different reason. You know, I wanted mm-hmm. to just help women feel more confident and in the sense to make myself feel more confident because I was going through my weight loss journey. Um, right. But it's, um, I'm telling you, it's one of those things that was very eye-opening for me. Um, because mm-hmm. every, everybody thinks that that industry is so easy. If you just look pretty and you just go into the industry, boom. Right. Really hard. You have to really learn, one, how to negotiate, how to really understand the business, and mm-hmm. how to not be taken advantage of. So it's right. not something easy. If you are going to go into that industry, you need to have thick skin, for sure. No, definitely. And you got to know um, what your values are and what you want, because, I mean, there's so many women who sell themselves or go into like these sexual traumas just because they're trying so hard to get into the industry. But it's like you shouldn't um, have to do certain things or traumatize yourself or go through certain traumas just to get what you want in life. I don't think that is, you know, something women should be doing. Absolutely. Look, I have curly hair. Okay. And one of the things in that industry was when they needed certain petite models of a certain, you know, strain, they wanted to either dye your hair or strain your hair. And I've been, yeah, I know it's a thing. It's a thing. So I actually went through this journey where I wanted to heal my hair because I had severe, you know, hair damage. Mm -hmm. And now it's curly and fluffy and bouncy, you know? So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And they're like, well, if you want to get paid, then you need Listen, to- that is what wigs are for okay they look like they're coming right off the scalp now so <laughs> i'll no, wig on if you want me to dye my hair you're exactly right this is the part where you have to know who you are you know because mm-hmm. to me it was more important to represent who i am as an individual my culture my race and be natural versus trying to fit into that box where everybody wants to place you Where like well if you want to look professional you have to strain your hair and i was like no mm-hmm. i'm not doing that You You can look professional in your natural aspect. I shouldn't have to alter myself to fit your image because your image is not necessarily everyone else's image. I I can fit my own image and still be professional and still be successful and still be whatever I want to be in this world. I don't have to change myself for your liking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's going to be some place that you can fit in this world. Like... That just the same way with relationships, there's somebody for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. 
That's it's right. not to say that you have to change yourself just to fit for this person. No, go find somebody who loves you for who you are. Go find somebody who wants to hire you for who you are. Like, there's no, you should not be changing yourself for anybody because it's going to lead to misery and unhappiness. Absolutely. But, you know, here's the thing. The lesson with that is that not everybody feels that way. It takes right. time to get to that point where you're like, you know what, this is who I am. And I'm proud of it. And I'm not going to change that for anybody. Right. So, you know, I'm telling you, if you're going to get in that industry, have thick skin and always stand up for your values and what you believe in. Oh, definitely. So if you had to say one thing or a sentence or a couple of things that it would inspire women around the world to dream with unlimited possibilities, what would it be? Do it unafraid. Don't fear yourself. Like, keep doing it. Even if it feels like it's not going anywhere, just keep going. Because you're, you don't know what your potential is until you really push yourself. You know, I've had to learn that the hard way. And, you know, my best advice for anybody that whether you're starting on a journey for entrepreneurship, your corporate job, a modeling career, whatever it may be, just do it and do it unafraid. Because if you don't take risks, you're never going to know what your capabilities are. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to open up the floor for you to allow the audience to know if they want to contact you, if they want to get involved in any of your projects, um, contact you for business inquiries, how can they reach you and where's the best place to do that? Yes, absolutely. So anybody can reach me at um, info at sheoffaco.com. If you guys want to send any inquiries, you can also visit us on social media. We are on every platform as sheoffaco as well. And I look forward to any connections, any beautiful souls that want to reach out, whether it's just to chat or want to get some free advice. We're always here. We're always open to any type of women that are willing to develop with us and grow with us as well. Definitely, definitely. Well, Women Empowering Women is what it's all about. Let's uplift and empower each other. Well, thank you so much, Jenny, for joining us today and sharing your story. Had a blast with this conversation. Thank you, Maya, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And we thank everyone for tuning in today to Made to Dream. Once again, I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and see you next time.